In this episode of the Reveal Media Podcast, we're gonna talk about thought leadership and how to create content that inspires people even in a crisis. All right, welcome to the Reveal Media Podcast. We exist to help organizations clarify, communicate, and position their message so they can grow. I'm Jake. I'm Cap. All right, Cap, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about thought leadership. Um, you know, this is something that we've we've been talking about for a little while as a, as a digital media agency before this whole COVID-19 went down. That was one of the things that we were really trying to help serve our clients with, and that was to help position them as thought leaders uh, or experts, really, in their fields of expertise and in their industry, so on and so forth. And so, you know, with the whole COVID-19 thing that went down, we've actually kind of pivoted away from that as a lot of businesses and organizations and agencies, you know, we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we be sensitive to this new crazy season that we're in? And is it appropriate to continue communicating the same message that we were communicating mm. before? And so transparently, we had pivoted that. We were trying to figure out, okay, how do we navigate this new season? But uh, it, it occurred to us recently that the thought leadership, the thought leadership lane is actually more important and more relevant now than ever before. And so we want to help thought leaders rise up in such a time as this. That's good. Okay. I'm excited to talk about this because uh, we joke about all the time that uh, everybody and their mother has thought leader in their LinkedIn profile. Right. Exactly. Um, I hope to God I didn't have that in my profile at one time in my life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't. But um, all right. So how would you describe a thought leader? Because again, I've, I've snidely joking about it that everybody says or thinks they're a thought leader. So what actually constitutes a thought leader? Well, a thought leader, you know, for anyone who's completely unfamiliar with the term, yeah, if, you, if someone held a gun to your head and said, guess what a thought leader is, you probably would guess it right. It's someone who leads with their thoughts. It's someone who brings a- Scientific, I like it. Yeah, yeah. right. It brings, it brings a, uh, but specifically a thought leader is someone who brings a fresh perspective that is typically a paradigm shifting mm -hmm. way of, of approaching an industry or a product or just a field of expertise in general. And I would also say that what's and what's important about that term thought leader is A, the thought element of it. It's somebody who's coming up with new ideas, but you know, everybody's coming up with new ideas. Everybody's coming up with new solutions, but you know, not every idea is executed upon and not every idea is backed up by the masses. And mm -hmm. so, you know, as the old adage for leadership goes, you know you're a leader when you can look behind you and see people following. It's the same with thought leadership. If, if people are not following and adopting the idea that you're presenting, uh, you might be a thought leader in the making, but you're not quite a thought leader okay. yet. And there, it takes it's gonna take a little bit more development. Okay. and so. I imagine then that thought leaders have to have or should have an expertise, some background, uh, and some credibility in a, a an industry or an, uh, or a topic or um, it has to be somewhat niche. Is that right? I would say ideally that that's the best way of approaching it if you want to be recognized as a thought leader. There are examples of thought leaders that are not. Uh, that are not industry specific or more okay. industry agnostic. And one that comes to mind is Simon Sinek, author of uh, The Infinite Game, author of Start With Why. And yeah. he he's a thought leader, a tremendous thought leader, but specifically when it comes to 
um, when it comes to leadership in general, when it comes to company culture in general, when it comes to uh, corporate teams and, and what are we really pursuing yeah. as business leaders and business owners. And so, you know, I, I don't honestly, I don't know what industry you could kind of pin him in, but but the, the thoughts that he brings to the table are a little bit more general now. Yeah. But the reason why the reason why I think it's important for thought leaders to to really go more narrow in their industry is because that's where they're doing business. You know, people aren't necessarily hiring people for general thoughts. They're hiring you and your business for very practical and specific industry-related solutions that you can bring. And so the 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 thought leadership element, you know, again, because we had talked about this before, but the thought le- being a thought leader isn't just to stroke your ego. It's not yeah. to just build up notoriety and to build up a, a reputation because that's not gonna help you move your business forward. What you're trying to do is you're trying to dif- differentiate yourself from the competition, and what that's going to require is for you to show that you are an expert. You are a thought leader in your space, and so that's why, you know, that's why it's important for business leaders to be thinking about thought leadership and and even specifically within their industry or their field. Okay, so to boil it down, expertise in in a certain area, um, and then bring a unique perspective or. Uh, viewpoints on that specific topic. Is that, is that about right? Correct. Okay. Yep. So um, you had brought this up in, in the kickoff of this podcast, but uh, we had talked about recently how this crisis specifically is going to bring, uh, so to speak, a rise in thought leadership. Can you kind of unpack that a little bit? For sure. I mean, to me, thought leadership is is just another, it's a form of leadership, right? It's And what, what you notice is in moments of crisis, leaders just emerge that they, they come out of hiding and mm-hmm. i think of uh, i think of one example was 9-11 even and you know for those who are listening or watching right now you might remember uh 9-11 vaguely depending on your age when it happened you might remember it very clearly but one thing that stuck out to me and i think is something that we still celebrate and remember and honor today is the leadership that yeah. was birthed on a day like that, specifically when it came to firefighters and uh, our rescue squads and policemen, yeah. and even you know plain clothes civilians who saw this tragedy happening uh, unfolding before their eyes and said, "I can't not do something." And in moments like that, everybody's looking around for the leader to step up. Everyone's looking around around for the leader to say, "Okay, enough is enough. I'm going to do something." And I'm gonna do I'm gonna do something even if it risks my life or costs me my life. And so, you know, that's a very extreme example. But I do think that that's important for us to parallel to because when the heat rises, the popcorn pops, right? Mm. Like and I, that's kind of how yeah. I look at thought leaders in a time like this is because of the the the, the t- this crisis that we're in, this COVID nineteen coronavirus crisis, social distancing is changing the way that everybody is thinking about business and practically doing business, this heat is going to pop some leaders. It's it's hmm. gonna send it's gonna shoot them up out of a season like this and people are gonna follow. And so that's that's specifically why I think, you know, if you if you had if you if you're a person who has a paradigm shifting idea about your industry the, the time might be now, honestly, yeah. for you to really invest in communicating that vision through thought leadership content. Yeah, well, and we had talked about this in a previous a previous podcast that um, 
if people weren't listening before, they certainly are now. Yep. And, and what we meant by that is that um, in times of crisis, in times of uncertainty, people look to, to leadership. They look to people who can inspire, to give hope, to give certainty, to give mm-hmm. direction. And if you have a unique perspective uh, on something or in a specific industry, this is the time really to get it out there and to communicate it um, to the people who are looking for it. Yep. Um, it was, you know, communicating a message in general is difficult for a lot of different reasons. One of the biggest is that people just aren't listening sometimes. Mm-hmm. They don't know that they have a problem. They don't know they have a need uh, and therefore are going to completely overlook your solution or your expertise, whatever it is. But the unique opportunity in this season is that they're actively looking for it. And so you have the unique opportunity to meet them where they are and to meet the need that they have with uh, the solution or the service or the product that you have. Um, all right, Cap, so we, we've, we've talked about what makes a thought leader uh, and what is a thought leader. How does a thought leader even get started? Where does a thought leadership, where does a thought leader start with with this idea that they have? Let's just say they, they, they know they have this paradigm shifting um, thought or they have an expertise that they want to share uh, with their potential audience. Where do they begin? It begins with communicating that vision. As simple as that. I mean, there's there's been no there's been no form of leadership that I'm aware of where a vision wasn't communicated clearly in such a way where it became the vision of those that were following. Hmm. It has to become so clear to the people following that they they might even mistake it as their own idea. Like this, you know, you've heard before. Whether it's a you know whether we're at church and someone um, someone who's attending church that day hears a message from the pastor and they're like that. It was like they were speaking just to me, right? There's um, or a movie or just a speech in general and. What, what you're doing is you're communicating something that speaks to people. And the, the problem though, with visionaries, with thought, and thought leaders are typically visionaries, they see, thing, they see the world differently, they're mm-hmm. approaching their work differently. The, the problem with people that are visionary, and I can say this because I'm a, I'm a visionary, I'm not saying I'm a thought leader, I'm just saying I'm a visionary. And the difficulty with people like us is when we, when we see a picture, a vision so clearly, the way that things could be, the way that things will go, the, things, the way that things could be, you know, all that. The problem is we can see it so clearly that we can make the mistake of thinking that other people see it as clearly mm. as we do. And even if we begin to communicate it, we can believe uh, mistakenly that communication, proper, clear communication about that vision actually went down when it was either incomplete or it didn't happen mm. at all. And so I would say that's, that's gonna be the biggest thing for thought leaders right now is, you know, it's always been important to communicate that vision, but especially, especially in a world where digital communication is is now it's the new normal it's the way that we're doing business it's going to be critical for for a thought leader to be able to take that vision really refine it polish it and be able to bring that to their audience in a way where it's it's just crystal clear to them Hmm. can you can you speak on that we've touched if you didn't listen to the last podcast uh, or the last two podcasts, you should because we talked about uh, clarifying your message. I think it's a great opportunity for you to, to really share real quickly. What are the three 
the three components that you need to, to consider when clarifying your message? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the three, the three components of a good message that we had talked about before were the problem, the solution, and the result. Those are the three components. The problem is obviously what problem are you trying to solve with your idea, with your product, with your service, with you know this paradigm shifting new philosophy, right? It's, it's, it has to solve a problem for people to listen. Uh, newsflash, we are all on top of our own minds. We're, yeah. we're always thinking about ourselves. We're trying to think about our own problems. How do we solve our own issues? And if you want to communicate a vision to somebody with any hope of them buying into that vision, of, with any hope of them wanting what you're providing, you need to communicate to their pain point in such a way where it's it's alleviating to them. It sparks their interest that you're communicating this thing. So really clarifying whose who's problem am I really solving? Who's my target audience with this? with this thought, with this idea, right? The second is the solution, which would be your actual idea. It would be really honing in, okay, how do I how do I package this in a way that makes sense? How do I build a bridge of communication so that I can take some people, especially when it comes to thought leadership, because you're taking people to a place that they've never even seen before. And so you have to be really, really strategic in how do you bridge that gap between where they are, what's, what, what's the normal way of thinking about things, to this new land of unicorns and rainbows that's like almost a fantasy to them, yeah. right? And then the final element is the result. What will that land actually look like, that promised mm. land? What, what will life look like for them after they experience the solution, experience the idea that you're proposing? And so... I would say that, that that first part though, there's a reason why the first part is the problem. The same way that any good movie starts with a hook. It's the first yeah, five yeah. minutes of the movie where the bomb blows up, the girl gets kidnapped, and that's when the story is launched, right? The yeah. problem is what grabs your attention. And so the odds are you're not just coming up with a great idea to to buy time or to to, to just entertain yourself. You're coming up with an idea to solve some sort of problem. It might have started, it might have began with your own problem. You had a problem and you came up with an idea that scratched your own itch, but now you're thinking about, okay, how could this idea help out other people? The key, in, in, in order for anybody to buy into your vision or your idea, you have to communicate that vision at a level mm. that speaks the language of your audience's pain point. That, that, that has to be the first thing. That's really good. We've talked about this before, but um, there are, just because you have a good business, a good idea, a good product does not mean you're guaranteed success. And there are a lot of companies and services and products that have failed, not because they were bad, but because they weren't clearly communicated. The message that they were communicating was messy, it was confusing, and typically when people are confused or in doubt, they do nothing. They will never purchase if there's any confusion. They'll just move on to the next thing. And so uh, I love that your point, your first point is, uh, the most important thing is to clarify your message and it starts with identifying the problem, then the solution, then the outcome. And if you start there, you're really, uh, you're set for success because from there you create the rest of the content that you're gonna use um, when you're communicating your your um, your message. Yep. Um, Okay, so if you guys want any more clarity on, or any more info on 
how to clarify your message, go to episode one, three things you can do today to help your business. We go into a lot more, specifically Cap goes into a lot more depth about, about what you can do to clarify your message uh, to help your business. But Cap, I wanna, I wanna land the play on this one thing. Uh, and I keep going back to this cause, probably because I'm jaded a bit, hmm. but uh, because everybody thinks of themselves, or I wouldn't say thinks of themselves, everybody's got unique value and a unique perspective to sure. share. But to be able to weed out those who are truly thought leaders, can you talk about what is the motivation of a thought leader? Like what, where does their desire to become a thought leader derive from? That's so good. It's such an important question. We all need to check our motives for this, especially if we're in this place where we want to develop ourselves as a thought leader, establish ourselves as a thought leader. The motive cannot be, I want to appear as a thought leader. Because that's just not sustainable. It's not a strong enough reason why. Because mm. the, the thing about being a thought leader is, uh, I read this, I actually just finished this book by Seth Godin called Tribes. And the whole book is, is the concept of this book is, there's certain leaders that have ideas that actually build tribes, uh, that, that form tribes around that idea because it really speaks to, uh, his key number was like a thousand. If a thousand yeah. people are following, then you know that you have a tribe. But the, the way that he described those people who begin those tribes and start those, those new ways of thinking, they're called heretics, right? And a heretic would be somebody who is so countercultural, so unconventional in how they think about things that the rest of their peers practically want to stone them. Because it's like, that's not how we do business. That's yeah. not how we've ever done business. And that's lonely. That's a lonely place to live. And it, it's... It's difficult for people to, to stomach, you're gonna be alone for a little bit. Like not everyone's gonna buy into your idea right away. And so you to just aspire to be a thought leader isn't enough. Your motive should be that you want to see change happen. Mm. You want to see things change in your industry. You wanna see culture changed in businesses. You wanna see lives changed. You wanna see families changed. And if that desire for genuine and lasting change, that's going to be what really propels you forward. Yeah. And I'll also say this too, because that motivation, whether it's to aspire to be a thought leader or to monetize your thought leadership, and we know that there's a lot of money in thought leadership. That we know that. I mean, Edelman, the Edelman Group, and LinkedIn both just put out a study this past year showing how much B2B execs will award business, will award business to, to uh, prospects that are positioning themselves as thought leaders mm -hmm. with their content. It's astounding. It's like over 50% are willing to, to award that business to quote unquote thought leaders yeah. in those spaces. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of money behind it. But the problem is those who are in it just for money or want to pursue it just for money, they don't realize that it is not a short game approach. There's This is not a get rich quick scheme. This is, There is a long term, it's a long game. It's a long game to establish yourself as a thought leader and you gotta be willing to ride that out. You gotta be willing to, to be lonely, to be the heretic for a while. And so, but here's what's really cool is those who are committed to it, those who are committed to it, I can guarantee, it, the the reason why you're committed to it is because you really do have a unique value yeah. that people will buy into. Just don't get discouraged and don't give up. 
be consistent. I want to. I want to just leave as we close out this episode, Jake. I want to leave uh, the person who's considering beginning producing thought leadership content to get that message out to the world. These three things: communicate it quickly, clearly, and consistently. Don't get too hung up on production value. We believe in production value. We know it's important, but what's more important is refining that message and getting it in front of your audience. Communicate it quickly to grab their attention and to not lose them. Communicate it clearly so that it's not confusing and so that it speaks to their pain point and communicate it consistently. We're, we're very forgetful people, right, Jake? We yep. need to be bombarded with the same message over and over and over again before we can finally bite the bait and agree with it and, and buy into it. And so I hope that encourages someone out there who recognizes, you know what, it's time for me to, to bring an idea that's gonna help help my industry, help help my, my clientele, help my audience in a season like this, in a crisis like this. The, the time is now, the time is now. And so just wanna give that encouragement to you. You got what it takes, just be consistent, check your motive, and if you know you're in it for the right reasons, apply, apply what we're telling you right now. That's super good. All right, Cap, let's land the plane. What do you wanna leave the, the listeners with? I just wanna leave everybody listening with, with this. Again, you have what it takes. Um, go up, move forward, start producing today and allow your audience to tell you if your message is being clear. They'll let you know and then you can pivot. You can continue yeah. to pivot and refine your message as you move forward. But uh, for anybody who's just been encouraged by this podcast, we wanna, we wanna invite you to subscribe. You can subscribe on podcasts or YouTube. You can uh, hit the like button, hit the bell for notifications. That would mean a lot to us because that would help yeah. us get more content your way. And so uh, we encourage you to do that. You can also follow us on social media. And we'll also say, if this has sparked your interest, if you're a business owner and you, or a business leader and you recognize that it's time for you to start clarifying your message so that you can communicate it and position it online so that your business can grow, we'd love to help. You can find out more about how you can partner with us at reveal.media, R-V-E-A-L.media. We'd love to connect with you and, and see what projects we could start together. Otherwise, thanks so much for joining us today on the Reveal Media Podcast, and we'll see you all in the next episode.